Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Member by Abraham Goldar, and today we're Zechus Nadarim Daf Lam, the third parak Arba Nadarim. So the three times we're going to focus on number one, Bar Padad said about one who declared his saplings kadosh until they are cut, that each time he redeems them, they revert to a state of kadusha. The Gemara asked that based on Bar Padad, we should resolve a question of Hoshaya. He had asked about a case where one gave two prutas to a woman for kadushin and said ba'achas hiskachli hayom u'ba'achas hiskachli lo'achasheh with one, you should be married to me today, and with the other, you should be married to me after I divorce you, if the second marriage is effective. Since Bar Padad taught that the saplings become automatically kadosh after redemption, the second marriage should also be valid. The Gemara responds that Bar Padad only said they revert to Kedusha if he himself redeems them, thus retrieving them into his control. But if another person redeems them, thereby removing them from his domain, they would not become kadosh again automatically. The Ron explains that this is so even if he subsequently acquires them from the Redeemer. The case of marriage is analogous to someone else redeeming because while she is divorced, she is outside of the domain of the man who performs the act of Kedushan. Point number two, the second Mishnah on Bay states, One who vows from the black-headed, meaning those with dark hair, He's forbidden to benefit even from bald people and the elderly who have white hair, and he's permitted to benefit from women and children, because only men are referred to as black-headed. The Gemara explains that he's forbidden to bald people, although they have no hair, because he did not say from those with hair, indicating that he intended it in the idiomatic sense. The Ran adds that once this term is not taken fully literally, it also includes the elderly. The Gemara explains that the black-headed is taken as a reference specifically to men because it's understood to mean those whose head is at times covered and at times uncovered, and they can neither be described as those with covered heads nor as those with uncovered heads. Therefore, his netter is only from men as opposed to women whose hair is always covered and children whose hair is never covered. And point number three, the next mission states, One who vows me yodim, it's understood to mean those already born, is permitted to those who will be born subsequently. If someone vows from Noladim, which might imply those born in the future, the Tanakhama says he's forbidden even to those already born. Ramirez says he's permitted up Yodim even to those already born. Rapapa asks the Bai, how can we say that Noladim refers to those who will be born? Why the Pasik states, Your two sons who've been born to you in Mitzrayim, referring to Ephraim and Manasha, who were already born. When the more presents a Pasik showing that Noad can mean born in the future, it concludes, Rather, it implies both. And regarding Nadarim, follow the language of people, meaning how words are commonly used. Ramirez holds that Noadim is used universally for the future born, and the Tanakhama says it's also used to refer to those already born. The Chamim explained the Tanakhama say that the person's intent is to prohibit benefiting from those whose nature is to be born. The Gemara explains that this means to exclude fish and birds which hatch from eggs. So once again, the three points are number one, Bar Padad said about one who declared his saplings kadosh until they are cut, each time he redeems them, they revert to a state of kadusha. The Gemara asked that based on Bar Padal, we shouldn't resolve a question of Hoshaya. He had asked about a case where one gave two prutas to a woman for Kedushan and said, With one, you should be married to me today, and with the other, you should be married to me after I divorce you if the second marriage is effective. Since Bar Padal taught that the saplings become automatically Kadosh after redemption, the second marriage should also be valid. The Gemara responds that Bar Padal only said they revert to Kedusha if he himself redeems them, thus retrieving them into his control. But if another person redeems them, thereby removing them from his domain, they would not become Kadosh again automatically. The Ron explains that this is so even if he subsequently acquires them from the Redeemer. 
The case of marriage is analogous to someone else redeeming because while she is divorced, she is outside of the domain of the man who performs the act of Kedushan. Point number two, the second Mishnah on Amabe states, One who vows from the black-headed, meaning those with dark hair, He's forbidden to benefit even from bald people and the elderly who have white hair, and he's permitted to benefit from women and children, because only men are referred to as black-headed. The Gemara explains that he's forbidden to bald people, although they have no hair, because he did not say from those with hair, indicating that he intended it in the idiomatic sense. The Ron adds that once this term is not taken fully literally, it also includes the elderly. The Gemara explains that the black-headed is taken as a reference specifically to men because it's understood to mean those whose head is at times covered and at times uncovered, and they can neither be described as those with covered heads nor as those with uncovered heads. Therefore, his netter is only from men as opposed to women whose hair is always covered and children whose hair is never covered. And point number three, the next mission states, One who vows me yodim, it's understood to mean those already born, is permitted to those who will be born subsequently. If someone vows from Noladim, which might imply those born in the future, the Tanakhama says he's forbidden even to those already born. Ramer says he's permitted up Yodim even to those already born. Rapapa asks the Bai, how can we say that Noladim refers to those who will be born? Why the Pasik states, Your two sons who've been born to you in Mitzrayim, referring to Ephraim and Menashe, who were already born. When the more presents a Pasik showing that Noad can mean born in the future, it concludes, Rather, it implies both. And regarding Nadarim, follow the language of people, meaning how words are commonly used. Rabmer holds that Noadim is used universally for the future born, and the Tanakhama says it's also used to refer to those already born. The Chamim explained the Tanakhama say that the person's intent is to prohibit benefiting from those whose nature is to be born. The Gemara explains that this means to exclude fish and birds which hatch from eggs. All right, so now we go to our Simradaf Lamed, and our standard simon is a Malamed. A Rebbe, a Malamed. So here goes. The Malamed, who was disturbed by a Talmud, who handed a lady passing by to Prutus and said to her, was so outraged when he turned to his white-haired and balding Rebbe and declared, I am forbidden to benefit from the black-headed, that he told the boy's mom that none of her children can ever join his class, including both the Yelodim and the Noladim. Once again, it's motion. The Malamed, Malamed, that must be more enough. Lamed. The Malamed, who was disturbed by the Talmud, who handed a lady passing by to Prutus and said to her, Which reminds us, Barpada's ruling about one who declared his saplings Kaddush until they are cut, that each time he redeems them, they revert to a state of Kedusha, is brought to resolve a question where one gave two Prutas to a woman for Kedusha and said, With one of you shall be married to me today, and with the other you shall be married to me after I divorce you, if the second marriage is effective. So the Malamed who was disturbed by a Talmud who handed a lady passing by to Prutus and said to her, was so outraged when he turned to his white-haired and balding Rebbe and declared, I am forbidden to benefit from the black-headed, which reminds us, the second mission on Amabe states, one who vows from the black-headed, meaning those with dark hair, He's forbidden to benefit even from bald people and the elderly who have white hair, and he is permitted to benefit from women and children because only men are referred to as black-headed. So the Muhammad who was disturbed by a Talmud who handed a lady passing by to Prutus and said to her, was so outraged when he turned to his white-haired and balding Rebbe and declared, I am forbidden to benefit from the black-headed, which reminds us, the second mission on Amabe states, 
to his white-haired and balding rabbing, declared, I'm forbidden to benefit from the black-headed, that he told the boy's mom that none of her children can ever join his class, including both the Yelodim and the Noladim. Which reminds us, the next mission brings him out folks regarding who is forbidden when one vows from Yelodim and Noladim. So once again, the Malamid, who was disturbed by a Talmud who handed a lady passing by two Prutus and said to her, was so outraged when he turned to his white-haired and balding Rebbe and declared, I am forbidden to benefit from the black-headed, that he told the boy's mom that none of her children can ever join his class, including both the Yelodim and the Noladim. Alright, so now it's time for a four blah blah chazara. Dav chavav, so the dav chavav is a military coup. So here goes. The leader of the military coup, military coup, that must be more Dav Chavav. The leader of the military coup who made a netter forbidding his captives of extra helpings of dinner before realizing his father was taken as part of the group, which reminds us, Rava says, Beishama and Beishama argue in a case where one said, had I known my father's among you, I would have said, all of you are forbidden except my father. In this case, the netter remains the same as the original and the vower stating that he never intended that his father be included in the netter. Beishama holds like Rabbi Meir, who says elsewhere, Tafuz Lashem Rishon grasped the first phrase, meaning give primacy to the first phrase used. A person is always held by the end of his words. Therefore, the final netter, which adds the exception of his father, is different than his original netter, and is thus a partially voided netter, which is completely void. So, the leader of the military coup who made a netter forbidding his captives of extra helpings of dinner before realizing his father was taken as part of the group changed his formulation and said, this one shall be forbidden, and this one shall be forbidden like this one. Which reminds us, Rapapa challenged Rava from the following mission, which said, if one says, that I will not benefit from him and him, if the first became permitted, they are all permitted, but if the last became permitted, he is permitted and the rest are forbidden. Rabbi interprets the case as speaking of Kagon Shetran Zebazet, a case in which he made each dependent on the next, where he said, this one shall be forbidden like this one, and this one like this one. Therefore, when the first is nullified, they are all permitted, but when the last is nullified, the rest remain forbidden. So, the leader of the military coup who made a netter forbidding his captives of extra helpings of dinner before realizing his father was taken as part of the group changed his formulation and said, this one shall be forbidden, and this one shall be forbidden like this one, and then proceeded to give them kufri onions, which are good for the heart, which reminds us. The more challenges rubber from a price which states, if one said, konum onions for my tasting, because onions are bad for the heart, and they said to him, Bahaloha kufri yafalalev, isn't the kufri onion good for the heart? Remember taught in this brisa that since the kufri onion is permitted, all varieties are. The Gemara presumes the cases where he subsequently said that had he known the truth, he would have said, all onions shall be forbidden, but the kufri is permitted. Rabbi taught that such a case was the Malchogas in which Beishamay held like Rabbi Meir to forbid the remainder of the netter. Yet here, Rabbi Meir permits other varieties. Rabbi answers the cases where he named specific varieties to prohibit and permitted the kufri onions. Since he changed the formulation of the netter, it's to be entirely nullified according to all opinions. Dav Chavzain. So the similar Dav Chavzain is a kazoo. So here goes. The kazoo teacher. Kazoo. That must be more Dav Chavzain. The kazoo teacher who gave based in documents supporting his claim he owned the kazoo music school on condition they would be void if he didn't return in 30 days, which reminds us, the Gemara records an incident in which a litigant had handed over to based in documents supporting his rights to another's property and said that if he didn't return within 30 days, his documents should be void. 
In the end, he was unable to come due to circumstances beyond his control. Rabuna ruled his documents void, and Rabbi challenged him. Anusu, but Anusu he's forced, meaning faultless. And the Torah quits one who's forced, as we find by the love of violated Arusa. The Pasuk states, And to the girl you should do nothing. Therefore, the stipulation should not be deemed fulfilled, and his documents should not be void. So the kazoo teacher who gave based in documents supporting his claim he owned the kazoo music school on condition they would be void if he didn't return in 30 days, ballooned his kazoo with all his might when he got stuck on the opposite side of a river to indicate, see, I have come, which reminds us, the Gemara asked him to rub his position from an incident of a get given on a condition that he does not return within 30 days, but ultimately was unable to cross the river and called out from the opposite side, Chazuda Asai, see, that I have come. Shmuel ruled that the get was valid despite his inability to return in time. The Gemara answers that perhaps an apparent, meaning predictable constraint is different, and the lack of a ferry is an apparent constraint. Since he was aware of this possibility, he should have excluded the circumstance from his condition. So the kazoo teacher gave based in documents supporting his claim he owned the kazoo music school on condition they would be void if he didn't return in 30 days, blew into his kazoo with all his might when he got stuck in the opposite side of the river to indicate, see, I have come, but ultimately lost his case because his documents were false, and here in Asmachta is sufficient, which reminds us the more one is how the litigant's documents become void based on his prior commitment to forfeit them if he fails to return. Asmachtihi. But Asmachta will kanya. This is an Asmachta, a commitment based on an assumption that the terms will never be fulfilled, and an Asmachta is not binding. The Gemara explains instead that here it's different because he said his documents should be invalid. The Ron explains he was admitting that if he didn't return to Bayston in time, the proofs he intended to use to claim his property were in fact false, for which even an Asmachta level agreement is sufficient. Dav Chav Ches. So the similar Dav Chav Ches is a strong man. So here goes. The strong man, strong man, that must more than Dav Chav Ches. The strong man tax collector who was seething with anger when a man made a netter forbidding all fruit if the grain was not truma, which reminds us, the Mishnah Dav Chav Zayin Ambe stated, No drin laharaginu acharamin ulamoksin. One may make a netter to murderers, plunderers, and tax collectors. She truma apubishin, a truma, that his grain is truma, even though in truth it's not truma. To persuade his assailants whom are Jewish not to take his grain, he claims that it's truma and prohibited to them. And to bolster his false claim, he makes a netter to forbid all fruit on himself if the grain is not truma. The Guru explains that although generally, words of the heart are not words, meaning his private intent cannot impact his spoken words, a case of onus is different because the circumstances indicate that he intends differently than the simplest implication of his words. So the strong man tax collector who was seething with anger when a man made a netter forbidding all fruit if the grain was not truma got distracted from an oncoming windstorm and said, my dumbbells are asr if they survive the wind. Which reminds us, the next Mishnah states, If one said these saplings are hereby kadosh as a carbon if they're not cut, or this talus is kadosh as a carbon if it's not burned, they may be redeemed, meaning the netter is effective and the items are prohibited and can subsequently be redeemed for their value to become permitted. So the strongman tax collector, who was seething with anger when a man made a netter forbidding all fruit of the grain was not truma, got distracted from an oncoming windstorm and said, my dumbbells are usher if they survive the wind, and my barbell is usher until... I lift 1,000 pounds. Which reminds us that Mishnah had stated, If one said these saplings shall be kadosh as a carbon until they are cut, and similarly if he said his tall should be kadosh as a carbon until it's burned, they do not have redemption. Barpada explains, if he redeems them, they become kadosh again. If he again redeems them, they become kadosh again until they are cut. The Ron explains that we consider his letter to mean that they should remain kadosh until they are cut, meaning that even if they are redeemed, they should 
again become Kaddosh as if an additional nether was made. Duff Chav Tess. So the similar Duff Chav Tess is a cot. So here goes. The color crying on the cot. Cot? That must be more Duff Chav Tess. The color crying on the cot because their indecisive chassan said, Today you are my wife, but tomorrow you are not my wife. Which reminds us, Ulad said that when one declares Kedush on saplings, until they are cut, the Kedusha comes off automatically at that time. Rav Hamnuna asked him, Where did their Kedusha go? With what mechanism did they lose their Kedusha? And what if one said to his wife, Today you are my wife, and tomorrow you are not my wife? Should the marriage be dissolved on its own without a get? Surely not. So how then can Ulad say that the Kedusha goes off automatically? Rabbi responded to Rabbi Hamnuna that he cannot compare marriage, which is Kedusha's agu, physical sanctity, meaning her physical being is married to him, and Kedusha's dummy monetary sanctity, such as the netter of our Mishnah, in which the sapling's value is Kadosh. So the Kala crying on the cot because her indecisive chassan said, Today you are my wife, but tomorrow you are not my wife. Listen in disbelief as he tried to make his ox a for 30 days and after an ola, which reminds us, a bai responded that it can be proven that even Kedusha's aguf can end on its own from a bai, which states that if one said this ox should be an ola for 30 days and after 30 days there should be a shlamim, then after the 30 days of being an ola, it does become a shlamim. From the fact that the Kedusha's aguf on an ola ends after 30 days, for otherwise it cannot become a shlamim, it's evident that even Kedusha's aguf can end at a predetermined time. So, the Kala crying on the cot because her indecisive chassan said, Today you are my wife, but tomorrow you are not my wife. Listen in disbelief as he tried to make his ox a shlami for 30 days and after an ola, and then scream when he realized he said it should be a shlami after 30 days and... Amir Sola Gavoa, Kamisira Sola Hedio, which reminds us, Abraisa came to teach that if one said that an animal should become an Ola in 30 days, the Kedusha of an Ola can take effect after 30 days, even if he attempted to retract his Ola consecration prior to the 30th day. Although there's an opinion that in a parallel case of marriage where one gives a woman Kedusha money and says, become married to me after 30 days, she can retract during the 30 days. Here it's different because Amir Sola Gavoa, Kamisira Sola Hedio. Because a declaration to Hektish is like a transfer to an ordinary person. The run elaborates that a verbal declaration for Hektish is even more potent than an ordinary acquisition, but we treat this declaration like a transfer made with the stipulation that after 30 days it will take effect from now, in which case neither side can retract in the interim. Alright, so now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of 10 questions. Number 1. Which stuff do you want? If someone said, today you are my wife, tomorrow you are not my wife, the Kedusha does not dissolve because marriage is Kedusha's a guf. That's on Duff. Chavtas. Good. Number two. Which Duff do we have in the regarding who is forbidden when one makes a netter from Yulodim and Noladim? That's on Duff. Lamed. Good. Number three. Which Duff do we discuss Onus Rachmana Patri in the case where someone handed over documents to Baston and said they should be void if he does not return within 30 days? That's on Duff. Chavzain. Good number four. Which stuff do you one may make a letter to Jewish tax collectors that his grain is truma even though it's not true? That's on Dav. Chavches. Good number five. Which stuff do you want if one vows from Shchori Rosh, the black-headed, he's forbidden to men who are even white-haired or balding? That's on Dav. Lamed. Good number six. Which stuff do we have a case when one said konum onions for my tasting because onions are bad for the heart and was told, isn't the kufri onion good for the heart? That's on Duff. Chavav. Good number seven. Which stuff do you have a case where a man gave a woman two prutas and said, with one you should be married to me today and with the other you should be married to me after I divorce you? That's on Duff. 
Lamed. Good number eight. Which we learned that Abai says even Kedush Saguf can end on its own from the case where someone said that this ox should be an Ola for 30 days and after 30 days it should be a Shlamin. That's on Duff. Chavtes. Good number nine. Which Duff do we learn? Amir Solo Gavok, Mesir Solo Hedyot. That's on Duff. Chavtes. Good number ten. Which stuff do you learn the basin makes someone swear according to the basin's understanding to avoid trickery like the incident with the cane of Rava? That's on Duff. Chavhe. Excellent. That concludes today's shear. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.